Welcome to the K2 Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Kelly. Every week, I'll be sitting down with a sales executive where they'll share their stories and experiences that produce game-changing results. Let's be honest, sales can be a tough game. I'm sure at some point, we've all delivered a less than stellar demo, been ghosted by a client or two, and sometimes maybe we did more talking than listening. And that's where I can help. The stories and insights our guests share can be applied to your own business, your territory, or with your team, so you're not reinventing the wheel. Our weekly tactics and strategies help you get out of your head and start creating your own path towards game-changing results. Welcome back to the K2 Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Kelly. Now, we are in the heart of summer. I hope everyone is balancing selling and uh, and taking a little bit of time off. Uh, I think when we can take our foot off the gas, we get clarity. Sometimes we realize we're just pushing too hard and just letting go um, makes it easy and helps us to kind of see the forest through the trees. Anyway, today I'm coming on as a solo podcast and I'm going to share four ways that we can improve our outbound prospecting motions because I know uh, many people are struggling and uh, it is the last six months of the year, so the second half of the year. And, you know, we have to look at, okay, how did we perform the first six months? What can we be doing differently now? Because even, you know, what got us the first six months, definitely we, we got to be iterating. We got to be constantly trying new things. So I'm only choosing four. So you might already be doing these four. And you could say, thanks, Karen, that's great. Or I'm doing three out of the four. Thanks for the, 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 the last one might be doing none of these. So anyway, these are things that I'm doing myself as well as I'm uh, suggesting some of my clients do. And the first one is when you think about past customers that you've either implemented your service or your solution with, and they've had a great experience, you know, that's a huge missed opportunity if they have left that company. So if you're on LinkedIn Navigator, how can you set up a search that alerts you when someone leaves their job? And how can you, you know, start by congratulating, letting them know, you know, um, that you know that they're no longer at that company, but then, you know, nurture them. And again, especially if they're in a leadership position, they want a quick win. They want to get their reputation out there, show some success. And so how can you help them do that? And part of it is, does your service or solution that they used in their previous company, if this is a similar company, is there an opportunity for you to deliver similar results for them? Can you make them look good? Because you've de-risked it. They've already worked with you. So they're accustomed to what kind of person you are, the level of, of service, of deliverables you're going to give them. And provided you did a great job before, you know, how can you help them look good in a new company? Okay. So you can really shine here. And this is a huge um, opportunity. So I, I go through and I look at who's no longer at the companies I've done training for in the past. And how can I reach out to them in their new company? remind them of how we worked together. What were some of those results? What was that before stage? Like, why did we work together in the first place? Did they come to me? Did I go to them? And then remind them of some of the results that we achieved through the training or whatever your product or solution is, and how can that benefit them where they're at now? So that's a huge one. They've already took a risk on you before. Chances are they're going to they're gonna be willing to do it for a second time. The second one is when you think about, you know, a cold outreach, it's, it's now it's either 13 to 18 touches before they're going to respond to you. So sometimes that's all we have as an option. We have to get creative. But if you can ask for a warm introduction, if you can look within your network and see people that you know or first degree connections who are already partnered or in discussions or or in conversations with people you're trying to get in front of, 
can you reach out to them and say, hey, you know, I see that you're connected with Nancy or with this company, you know, as this company, we're trying to get in there. Would you be open to introducing me to her for these reasons, you know, provide some context. I'm happy to draft a, a brief email. So do the heavy lifting, do the work for them. And so all, all they have to do pretty much is review the email, make sure it looks good. It sounds good. And then they just send it. A few things here, provided the person you're asking knows you well, is willing to put their name on the, uh, you know, the reputation on the table for you. And also that they know the person. Sometimes people have thousands of thousands of connection requests, they don't actually know the person or they're not comfortable doing it. And that's fair enough. But I would say go through your target audience and say, who's connected to this person that I can reach out to and say, could you please introduce us? Because I can tell you when someone's done that for me, it's resulted in new business for sure. But at the same time, when someone has asked or someone has reached out to me and said, so-and-so suggested I call you or I talk to you, even if I don't need their service, I'm taking that call out of respect for my friend or my colleague or whomever suggests they talk. And so there's there's an obligation or you're kind of compelled to take that call or take that meeting. And, and what happens is even if the timing's off, chances are you might do business later, but they're going to take the call where if it's a cold outreach, chances are they may not. So definitely look through your network and where are there people who can open the door for you because they're already, they're already talking, they're already in conversations with these people. And sometimes we're, you know, we're intimidated to ask this, but it's such an easy, it's, it's nothing to them, especially if you're writing it. Literally, they have to review it and they have to hit send, but the impact it has on you is huge. The other thing I would say is think of the law of reciprocity. So, you know, thank you for doing that. And, and I'm happy to, is there anyone in my network that I can introduce you to? Is there anything that I can do? And really make it a two-way street so that they don't feel like, oh, I haven't heard from Karen in, you know, two years and now she's just asking me for, oh, it's one-way traffic. So how can you make it easy for them to draft the email, but also let them know that you are happy to do the same, okay? Um, the third one is reviews and testimonials. And again, Anytime we're not doing any of these things, we have to ask ourselves why. And usually, you know, we get in our own heads and, and we're the person that's preventing the getting in our own way. And we think, you know what, we're, we're too boastful or we're, I, I actually don't know why people wouldn't, wouldn't ask for a testimonial or a review. But if you've delivered the results that you, you said you would, if you provided a great experience, if they enjoyed working with you, why wouldn't you? Think about all the companies who are perhaps looking for a solution like yours, relying on reviews and testimonials, and yours isn't up there. You know, that's a missed opportunity. So I would suggest build this into your sales process, that after you've delivered your service or your solution, you know, part of it is, is getting a review, whether it's a Google, a Google review, there's a link there. Can you get them to do a LinkedIn recommendation? Can you get them to, and then take that, can you sprinkle it on your website, on your landing page? You can use it in emails. Uh, Google review, it's going to, you know, bump up your visibility. And, uh, you know, if people are looking for, you know, all things being the same and, and there's two vendors or two service providers and one has more reviews or testimonials, chances are they're the ones that are going to win the business. And customers, if they've had a great experience, they want to tell, they want to share it. I know there's times that I ask them, is there, <laughs> can you send me a link so I can send you a review? Because this was such a great experience. Um, and so the bar is low now because there's a lot of mediocre salespeople out there that are not providing a great experience. So when you do that, you, you do what you say you're going to do. You have integrity. 
you drive the results you said you would, they want a review. So definitely build that into your sales process that you're asking for a review. One thing I would state here is that spoon feed them of what you want. Maybe give them an example of a past review of a formula where it's, you know, this is, this is what we, we did. This is what we were experiencing before. These are the results and specifically what you brought to the table. Otherwise, you know, sometimes they say, oh, you know, Nancy was great. Well, that doesn't really help Nancy, you know, with future partnerships. So spoon feed them, let them know what it is you're looking for. Um, you could even say like here, yeah, include one, Give them something, a framework to work from so that you are helping them with what you need. So that's the third one. And the fourth one is, again, when you look at the various channels we're using for outreach, we have email, we have phone, we have text, we have video, different social media platforms, you know, um, Instagram, TikTok, tons of things. And and I would say definitely a multi-channel approach. Uh, A lot of people are still doing automation. I would just caution you there is you have to be hyper-personalized because the minute you're a generic in a, you know, in a sequence and people know that they want out immediately. And so you might go to their spam folder. Um, they're going to unsubscribe. And so just, you know, do, do the work, do, do the homework for sure. But how can you go beyond that? How can you get really creative and go like, how, what do I have to do for them to talk about me at the dinner table? And I'm not saying go crazy stalker and, you know, <laughs> show up at their door, But can you send them something in the mail? Can you send them a book? Can you send them, I don't know, a quote, something funny? Can you, um, that they're going to have it on their desk and they're going to think about you and they're going to be compelled to phone you back because to thank you, even, even if just thank you, you've, you've finally got in touch with them now you've engaged. Can you say, you know, I'm going to add you to my newsletter, my email list that when the time is right, you've already forged the relationship and it's a deposit you've given to them you were memorable, you stood out, but they're also evaluating like all the efforts, what your competitors did and what you did. And you broke through the noise. You thought outside the box and that's the kind of person that they want to bring into their company. So what can you do if you know something about your prospect that they are into biking, that they're into running, that they're into reading, they're into gardening? Can you send them a, I don't know, a a magazine, a, a gardening magazine? Can you send them a recipe book? Can you send them a book? Can you send them something that's going to get them thinking. Now, one thing I would caution is, you know, if they're part of a sequence, have you engaged with them? Have you, cause these, these are costly items, right? And so is it someone who's going to call you back? Are they, is this a valid, is this a valid address? Are they still in this role? So you do definitely want to do some qualification before, but beyond that, I would say, yeah, like what can you do to stand out that they're going to get a chuckle? They're going to call you back that you're going to stand out. So uh, just in, in terms of a recap of what we can be doing from an outreach standpoint to really break through the noise for the last six months of the year, because again, even if you've done, um, you've yielded some, some results, some, some good successes in the first six months, there's no guarantees that just by repeating them again, you know, we're going to get the same results in, in uh, the second half of the year. Buyers are sophisticated. They're getting smarter. They have no tolerance for mediocrity. Um, they can smell a lazy sales rep a mile away and they're just they're, they're not prepared to deal with it. So we really have to do our homework. And so ways that you can stand out to really ensure that you do have a robust pipeline going into the, the, the last two quarters of 2023 is the first one is look at your previous connections. Who have you worked with? Who have you supported? Who have you delivered results for in the past that are no longer at that company? Reach out to them at their new company. How can you um, support them? How can you 
deliver a similar result in this company, especially if they're in a leadership position, make them look good, um, get some quick wins under their belt, get their name out there, get their reputation elevated. And so reach out to your previous connections. Can you set up triggers that alert you so you're proactively reaching out and do it in a meaningful way? Sometimes LinkedIn just does this automatic congrats, right? Something that they know that it wasn't just a, a lazy congrats. The second one is uh, warm introductions. Who can you ask, who in your network is already talking to, is already doing business with people that you are trying to get in front of? And so reach out to them and just ask them for a warm introduction. Uh, again, do all the heavy lifting for them. So can you write the draft? Can you provide context why you want to work out, uh, why you want them to write it? Um, do they know you well? Are they willing to put you, you know their name on the table for you? And also law of reciprocity, you know, who can you introduce them to? How can you do something for them that is going to be meaningful and impactful? Because again, a warm introduction is going to open a door that a cold, a cold outreach probably wouldn't. So there's a lot of value there. Third one is testimonials reviews. When you've, when you're working with a a customer, we definitely want um, to hear from there, the the VOC, the voice of the customer, what it was like to work with us. So can you get tactical? Can you get results? Can you get an experience from you, the company, the solution? What are they now able to do that you know that people that are in that decision-making or that evaluation stage, this might be that tipping point that says, oh, this is what she or he was able to do. Wow, I didn't know that. Okay, this is great. And that might be the difference you're looking for. So do not be afraid. If they've had a good experience with you, you've, you've done what you've told them you're going to do, they want to do it. They, they feel compelled to do it. They want to help. And the fourth one is, again, we got to think beyond the email, the video, the text. We've got to think outside of the traditional box. What can you do to get creative to stand out so that they're talking about you? What can you send them in the mail that they can physically hold that it's a reminder of you that's different from anybody else? They can't delete. An email they can delete. This, if they're sitting something on their desk, they're not going to delete it. So let us know if you try any of these four, um, what successes, if any, you receive. Again, we'd love to celebrate the wins. And uh, thank you all for listening. Going into the second half, if you are looking for some micro learning to keep uh, your performance levels where they need to be. Uh, we have the K2 Sales Academy, which is a subscription-based sales training for sales leaders and sales rep with coaching on the platform. We'll include the link in the show notes. Happy for you to take a look at that and join the hundreds of people who are already on the platform. Thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to the K2 Sales Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Our weekly sales insights are geared towards sales reps, leaders, and small business owners to help navigate the complexity of modern day sales. Our tactical takeaways help you put a plan in place to start creating your own game-changing results. Until next time, happy selling. This podcast was produced by Tosh Taylor of the Podcast Hub Productions. Find her online at podcasthub.ca.